in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to the Top 10 Show Addendum. Uh, recap? Recap, whatever we want. I, th- I like recap better. Well, I, I think it suits better. Is review better? Or recap? Yeah. I guess I feel like re- recap and review. How about that? Sure. Recap and review. <laughs> <laughs> the old R&R. That's what we're bringing for this week's movie. Yes. Which is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. The newest Tom Cruise vehicle. Love that guy. Uh, yeah, we did him last week in honor of Mission Impossible. Did you do it last week? Hey, yo. What? Hey, yo. <laughs> I don't know if that deserves a high oath there, McMahon. Uh, <laughs> both knew we were going to go out and see it, saw yes. it, and wanted to sit down and discuss it for yeah. your listening pleasure. As per usual, if you haven't seen the movie, you don't thanks, turn this off. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for the download. Turn this off. Go Tip see of the, the cap to you. Yeah, go see the movie. Then, then turn this right the fuck back on. Because how dare you not listen? Right. On the way home. On the way home. Uh, Because we will either enhance or ruin your enjoyment of that every week when you listen to this. Exactly. And there will be spoilers. So be aware. Yeah, there will be plenty of spoilers. Yes. So last week, you opened with the question I've opened to you. So this week, I will turn it on you. Okay. Would you recommend this film to others? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Okay. I don't even know. Like, I couldn't recommend this higher. It's such a good, good film. Uh, It keeps your attention the whole time. It does. It's inventive. Uh, the twists and the turns are very believable in the world that they've created. In the middle, it got a little too much of, you did, you did. well, just with the, is she, isn't she? Is oh, she, isn't she? Well, I never is doubted she, is, that. I, of course yeah. not. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, uh, okay, how many times are we going to chase okay. our tail on this? Yeah, I could see that. You felt it was um, it was an unnecessary thing to keep plugging away at. Yeah. Because well, we kind of uh, made our minds up. Once she lets Tom Cruise go twice, yeah, yeah. why in the world does the head villain ever trust her again? He should just kill her on spot right. or on sight. Um, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Although, I mean, I guess in the end, once you find out that he is actually a former agent, specifically tasked with creating this by the head of the uh, you know MI six, yeah, and they're both British agents, yeah, and he maybe needs her to manipulate him right. to get ultimately what he needs. Like, I guess she is important to him, but the fact that he has to assume yeah. that she is working for that government still. I just she's, wonder if I wonder if there could have been something to explore there where you find out he's her he's been her he was her handler. Sure. When she got into the CIA and so that's why they have this kind of connection and why he like trusts her. Yeah, trusts her. Because he extra, shouldn't right. if he's as smart as he is, like after a while, yeah. he really should have like the first time you could say because everybody else dies except for the bone crusher. Right. Because I pieced it together in my head after she said, no, you killed everybody. And like, oh, yeah, he just knocked out bone crusher. Right. And they killed everybody else. Right. So you could get away with that lie. Yeah. But after the second one, it's just like, well, you're dead now. Yeah. Next time he sees you, he's killing you. And the fact that he doesn't, it's like, ah, okay, I don't buy that. Okay. Yeah. Um, still a fun good. movie. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Tom Cruise almost dies twice that I can think of off the top yeah. of my head. Did you feel 
like you were saying before that you felt he'd never been put in peril in the mission. On one of them, no. On the okay. underwater one, yeah. When they're Holy God, sliding crazy. down the roof and she grabs him, yeah. that was just a... We're establishing her as a trustworthy character. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Even more so than letting him go the first time. Yeah. Now she's like kind of proving it, and it was like a you know a save the cat type of moment. What's well, this is an interesting. This was the most. How would I say this? This was the most equal they've ever let a woman be, in any of these films. Okay. I feel like sure. Right. I mean, like in Mission Impossible Three, Maggie Q. Well, she was competent, but she wasn't like Cruz's. Counterpart. Counterpart, right. Yeah. And I felt, and, and even in four, Paula Patton's great, not really his counterpart. But in this one, you you sense that she's like very much, because she's not part of his team, obviously, but then she also gives as good as she gets. She helps him on the missions. She's like the main point person when doing well, yeah. these things. And so, and the way they set it up with him is you can see that he was showing her the ultimate respect from the jump. Yeah. Once, once she helps him escape, yeah. he has an inherent trust in her. Right. Although that killed me later on, like... um. When Ving Rhames is looking at the two sketches. Yeah. That, no, I like the... Look at the two. What do you notice about the difference? Right. This woman, he clearly knows better. And that's the assessment you take. But for him to go, no, he like cares about her. Yeah. I don't know how you... Has, has he done a lot of sketches for you in the well, past? Maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? Has he done charcoals for Christmas to well, you and your family? And you're he's... like, he could tell that he cares about me more. He knows me better. So I look <laughs> better in these charcoals. It's like I, that part was like, well, well, he's an analyst. Plus, so he analyzed it. How was Alec Baldwin not looking back on? Hey, that guy was in the IMF and right. he's been missing for. And why is he in the office now on a computer? Yeah. And I'm not going to follow them. They're yeah. obviously doing something. That was an interesting thing. Well, I mean, I think was that was that after the point where Brandt had come to him and, been like, and said, you know, you're right. I'm going to. I'll be no. Actually, it wasn't. That was later on in the film when he does that, right? Wait, so, when he turns to Alec Baldwin and tries yeah. to bring him into the fold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's later in the film. Okay, so yeah, that's a valid point. You that see, like, that was like, why? Why isn't Alec Baldwin the head of the CIA? Yeah. Should be the guy that's always asking what everybody's motives is right. in every room. Right. Not looking at that, going, okay, I need to investigate to figure out what that person is doing here. Yeah. So somebody figure out, you know, what he's looking at on his computer right now. Pipe it into my iPad. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating that there were allusions. Also, this is the first film where I think you got allusions to the previous films, because the Mission Impo- the Rabbit's Foot, Mission Impossible Three was alluded to with the shipment. The same, it was the same uh, symbol. Okay. On the shipment than it was on that Rabbit's Foot that leaked out at the end, uh, and then and then there's a mention in the fourth one to what happened in Dubai, and so that's a I mean the in Russia one, in the fifth one, yeah, in Russia, right? They show the picture of the Kremlin yeah, being destroyed and after, right? Exactly, and so and that's uh, when Cruz finds out about the syndicate, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so those things are those things are great groundwork. Uh, did you like the twist that it was the um, it was a program started by the British intelligence and by that? It guy? was interesting. Yeah, as to create a slush fund to do yeah. things that we can't do. Right. Sure, I could actually see that existing on some level. Yeah, but it's fascinating to think that England would do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe in a way to reclaim their status as a first world power as. As a, as a, I don't know, central, what, what would you call it? As a spy agency or as a, a person? Well, they're an a, intelligence agency. Intelligence now. agency, that's it. Intelligence, they carry out these kinds of assassins. Yeah. These kinds of. Uh, well, it's just like, rather. hey, look, if this guy dies, it only helps our cause. And we right. can't officially do it, but it'd be nice to have a covert way that can never be traced back to anybody in power. Yeah. And, I mean, ultimately, I guess it would be because somehow you need to relay to the individual that's running the syndicate, yeah. hey, kill this person because, you know, we need them. Gone. Well, and also, you have to look at the fact that they would basically usurp uh, America as the number one intelligence agency if they're able to kill people 
uh, that wantonly, randomly. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where there's no repercussions and there's mm-hmm. no blowback, mm-hmm. yeah. So in essence, I mean, they, in essence, they made them the villain. These kind, of, the, uh, which was a fascinating twist to make it MI six the villain. Although it's really you sense it's only just him, especially by the way the prime minister uh, calls him out on it. In that, well, yeah, scene. when that happened, so yeah, it sets it up as this guy because they had alluded to. He was trying to snuff this out. Yeah. Like, there's a reason the CIA doesn't know about it because they're not acknowledging that it exists. Right. So they're not releasing it to their intel because they need to, to put this fire out right. before anybody knows that they've created this monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it was the twist of the prime minister going, yes, I remember having this discussion yeah. and shooting it down. And I was told with great assurance that yeah. this was never going forward. And the truth serum, that, that old scene oh. was great. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know that that's one thing that killed me about it. A ton of the comedy fell flat. Really, Jeremy Renner had the best lines, the okay. best lines. Okay, he's got those. He's got the uh, secretary. I can't. I can neither confirm yeah. nor deny, especially at the, at the end. end. Yeah. The uh, when they're in, he's in the four by four with Ving Rhames. He, yeah. He's like, Is it's you? you that wanted to get this dude. Just the frustration that yeah. got my whole theater. My theater was you know sold out. Yeah. Whole theater laughed. But a bun- like almost every Simon Pegg punchline, nothing. Yeah. Crickets. Really? Crickets. And I, I wasn't even like, I was doing what I do in, in comedy clubs. Yeah. I was critiquing the joke and breaking it down going, I would have written it this way. Yeah. I would have delivered like just doing instead of just enjoying, whereas Renner's always caught me off guard. Right. Just like, okay, that's a good joke where well, you don't see it. How about when he was like telling Cruz to stop telling him to go home? That was, I think, one of the few times that, that yeah. it succeeded. Yeah. Although I don't think it succeeded as well as it could have. Okay. Um, and even in my theater, that got a chuckle. Yeah. It didn't get like the a, like the um, the secretary line at the end from Renner and yeah. the four by four, but the secretary line slayed. Gotcha. In my theater. Gotcha. And it got me to go, oh, it's, you know, it's good. Right. I, I smiled and like a light chuckle or something. Right. But the four by four was a great because. They didn't even do a close-up of them in the car. No, no. It was just the car moving and them bickering like an old couple. Yeah. So you fucking, you chose this <laughs> into a great uh, chase sequence. Well, I think I also liked about the film uh, is how they were able to seamlessly fit Jeremy Renner into this franchise. Yeah. You know, even more so in this film than the last I, yeah, I think much better in this film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the point person, which Cruz has always been the point person in all the missions up until this movie. So in essence, they made uh, Jeremy Renner like the point person on the inside for MI for I what is MI, IMF IMF, which He's, is so fucking confusing because the International Monetary Fund. Oh right! So every time they say it, I'm like, I am. That's a bank, fuckers. Yeah. That is a you know international bank in essence. Right. Well, and I, so I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was fascinating to me, and you can see that. And I think that's Cruz kind of like understanding where his. Where he fits now, you know, he's in his 50s. He's like, he doesn't have to be the main guy in the whole thing. Like, he is obviously Ethan Hunt, and people are going to follow him. He's the star of the film. But having Renner as a point person gives him an authority figure to bounce off of that's somewhat um, contemporary in terms of how they uh, interact with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he has someone on the inside who can do the battles for him with the CIA, with pol- with the politicians, with, you know, go to the council go to these meetings and do these defenses and what have you to keep the IMF open. And so I thought it was an interesting layer to add to this whole universe and world that they've created over these last five films. And and to see the interactions with Rames as well is, was fantastic because you get this whole thing of you have the only guy that's carried over from all from the first yeah. film 
confronting one of the guys who has just been introduced into the universe. And calling into his question yeah. his loyalty. Each of them. Yeah. Each of them. You know, which I thought that was a good way of saying, you know, like... Oh, I love that with each other. Renner, where suddenly you don't know where he is in the mix. Yeah, yeah. And I thought they played that really well. Yeah. I knew ultimately that he was going to be on the side of right. Ethan Hunt and the the IMF, but at the same time, they did put enough in there to where you were suspecting. Yeah. Shit, has he called Alec Baldwin to put out this fire? Right. Even though Ethan Hunt, it's basically just saying, trust me. And that's right. all they have to go on is just trust me. When did you when did you think it was Tom Cruise under the mask in that scene? As the as the Oh, as the um as the British intelligence chief, the MI6 chief. Honestly, not until like right before the reveal and I was yeah. like, boom. As soon as it was like as it was happening, I was like, perfect. Yep. Perfect. They did a bunch of that. Like yeah. him uh, memorizing the bank codes yeah. was a great little twist. Twist. Yeah. It's a, that is the only way. And now you're preying upon what you assume this guy, how he'll react. Yeah. You have turned the tables on him a little bit. Yeah. And, and the whole film, he's been one step ahead of him and sometimes two steps. And so to see him kind of twist that thing at the end was good. I do think four is slightly better for me still. I like the villain better in four. I like that there's a confrontation, a hand-to-hand confrontation in four, where in this one, it's more about the mind, um, which is okay. But I just felt like he was built in to be this really vicious guy who would ki- kills that young girl at the record shop you know he has kills his underling right in front of the girl right, right he has this ability to but then you don't ever have him like have a, a toe-to-toe with Cruz a physical toe-to-toe with Cruz because Cruz and Cruz keeps saying that throughout the film like I'm, I want this guy I'm gonna yeah I'm face to face him. yeah face to face um and in essence and 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 he does turn it around by being face to face which I thought was really inventive to lure him into the uh same trap he yeah. was yeah which was brilliant, man. Yeah, now you're the rat in the cage. Box. Right. Yeah. With the smoke and everything like that. So. I see, I thought it was once they, because they showed the uh, tanks, I yeah. thought it was going to be something underwater. So when Cruz slid into that hole, yeah. I thought they were going to be waiting with like scuba gear or something oh, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. something underwater because they, you know, briefly shown Ving Rhames working on something with right. tanks. And I was like, oh, maybe those are oxygen tanks. Right. And there's something to do there. But, but yeah, it was, it was great. Well, and it's fascinating because I think this is the first guy that doesn't die this is the first villain that doesn't die in all five of them because you don't see him die no you just see him put in the box with the gas so he's knocked out and the police are showing up but i it's one of those of i, I did like that because now my assumption is they're turning them over to the Brit- british government yeah and you can deal with this guy he's your problem but right. uh you might want to put him in a cage him, somewhere <laughs> or him, throw away whatever. the key but it was interesting to see him live i think uh, i think he's it, it was a way of maybe he might come back like, I think they made it so they might come back. Maybe. Kind of I don't know how many more ancillary. Mission Impossibles they're going to be. Well, they already said they're going to start a sixth one. They're already going to oh, really? production next year. Yeah. They already said that. They announced He announced it, like, right after the weekend was done. Of They made 50-some million dollars. 55. Yeah, 55. That's pretty great for a Mission Impossible movie. Because of, of Edge of Tomorrow, a lot of people worried about Edge of Tomorrow. It didn't do so well. So they were worried that it was going to carry over into Mission Same Impossible. Same director. Yep. Yep. Both good films. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like Edge of Tomorrow better. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, it's not detracting from Mission. I mean, I, I Mission Impossible is very fun. Yeah. But like aspects of it did take me out. Like, what absolutely killed me in the theater? I started laughing to myself, and I was alone. Uh, at least nobody around me was doing it. Um, so they they keep opening the doors with that badass oh, yeah. little digital key thing yeah. they've got with off their phone. Yeah. So they just put that up to the lock, and they kept showing that animation over and over. So they've got cool gadgets galore. You know what I mean? It's Mission right. Impossible. They got the fake mask and they got the this and the that. And, and 
when they yeah, frisk yeah. her and they take the lipstick. Yeah. And it's just fucking, they pull off the top and they're like, oh, it's, they just show the list and they put it on, they just flip it over and they pull off the bottom and it's a simple fucking USB. <laughs> It's like, that's the spy technology? I'm pretty sure you get that at like Hot Topic or somewhere or a kiosk at the mall. That's the height of spy. I was expecting something like when they put the top back on and they twisted it, like this great mechanization happened out of the bottom and a USB shot out <laughs> or something cool. And instead, it's just like the bottom comes off. It's a USB. Right. Right. It's like, really? You just showed me 17 times in the previous scenes as he's trying to get through all these locked doors. Yeah. And like that and like uh, um, when... So in the opera scene, um, which is a great scene. Yeah, it is a great scene. Uh, when she shoots the guy that's fighting with uh, Simon Pegg, yeah. and he goes down, and he instantly jumps to the ground to grab cover once he realizes what's happened. Right. He jumps up and manages out of that entire light board that is 12 feet long, yeah. push the four that blind her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, really? Are those marked? Or does he just intuitively know how the light board is set up at the Vienna Playhouse? Just jumps up, hits those four, and then runs out of the room. And enough to blind her, and she's got to shoot one out. Now she's distracted. It's right. like, okay. These are intelligent guys, man. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> He's a computer nerd, not an audio tech. He might have run a, a light board at some point. Maybe. In high school, maybe. Doesn't seem like it. We've seen him on computers and playing Halo. That's true. That's what we've seen. Oh, that was a plug and a half, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were moments that I felt like, oh, it's not quite believable. Like, you know, nobody can seem to shoot him. And even though he's straight up, I hate in that hallway. Yeah, in that hallway. When like, he was waiting, and then they round the corner. I was like, and they have dead. two machine guns, yeah, and they uh, they miss wildly. Yeah, yeah. had he already been running, and they round, I believe it. Right, sure, they miss, and they only get off like a, a few rounds apiece. Yeah, and you should see like his body just disappearing around the corner when yeah. they shoot. Yeah, totally. And then boom, right. like you know the the right. dust flies off the bricks from them now being hit by bullets. Right, and just like he just escapes. And how much of a concussion does Tom Cruise have surviving that? Or Ethan Hunt have surviving that car accident and then jumping on the motorbike and then flipping over on the <laughs> motorbike when he sees her. Like it's just after having died <laughs> yeah, and had to be back. back to life. Yeah, exactly. So he does that. And that was a funny sequence because he was like, "Well, you're gonna drive. Yeah, you were dead." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Well, yeah. even before that, what are you doing? Here? Yeah. But as soon as Edgar Wright is blatantly holding the USB, yeah. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna take that from him." Yeah. As soon as he did that, I was like, "All right, so the, here's the twist." And now she incapacitates him and yeah. runs off because Cruz isn't 100 percent right now. What's interesting, you kind of do see the beats coming, dude, and and it's but it doesn't take away from the film. Like, no, it's still you fun. You see it, you see it coming. You're like, okay, that's fine. When it happens, I'm turning my brain off and enjoying this and we'll see what happens and that's the get i think the film felt that way you know it could get it could get to where it was going even though you could see it coming in, in a way that was enjoyable yeah and especially um it parts like when he's underwater and yeah. they show the arm underneath go around the oh, first yeah, time yeah yeah but when it hits him it wasn't shocking but it was it was i don't know really well done yeah and i believe like at that point oh shit but like the two cards that he put in was that just a 50 50 gamble when he lost one he's like fuck it or did he actually like. let go? That's what it, it seems. Yeah. So yeah. when the congressional hearing, when they're saying it seems like a lot of luck and you're passing that off as good decisions, they just show it repeatedly. It is a lot of luck and it just being passed off as good decisions. Yeah. Like that, right. the, the running down the hallway with the bullets. You yeah. should have been running as soon as she said, I can stay back here. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. You're a mole or something. Right. But you're on my side and it gives you plausible deniability yeah. to escape. I'm a props to his core work. Jesus Christ, how he scaled that pole. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I've yeah. never seen anyone do that. 
I want to know how much of that was him and how much was assisted. <laughs> a lot of it had to be assisted because that's difficult to do. But he's still in damn good shape. He's in great shape for a guy his age too. It reminded me of Rocky Four when Rocky when uh, Stallone's training oh. and he does that he does that thing on the weight bench where he's like lowering his legs from the top of his back. And I'm like, well, this is fascinating to me. Like this is I haven't seen anything like that. That lo- I literally was like, what the f-? when he was doing it, it was amazing. Yeah. So that was inventive. The fights were great. The fights were vicious. She's great. Great choreography. Yeah, more than holds her own. Yeah, I read a, an interview with her, a, 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 I guess an interview about the film or, or a review about the film, and she did all that. She did all the stunts. She did training like six hours a day for, I think, three weeks to learn how to do all that. And so it was just it was fascinating to see how it comes into play. And her like when she has the final fight with that dude, uh, the main henchman of, of the guy, it was a great little knife fight. Yeah. And you rarely see women in knife fights. So it was good. It was fun to see... Uh, her playing that kind of part and the way that she killed him is a signature style. She rode his neck down, you know, it's, it was a good little move, I thought, you know, because she'd been doing that through the film. But like uh, another one, like the the opening sequence, when I when they were showing beforehand, like Tom Cruise does his own stunts before the yeah. movie came out and they showed oh, you God, the cargo yeah. plane, I knew that was going to be the opening sequence. Really? You did? I didn't. Well, because why, why reveal... A lot of times, like when something badass happens in the trailer, yeah. I always assume that's in the first third of the movie, if not the first ten minutes. Because so you don't ruin anything. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can throw that in. It's just like, oh, okay. I remember, and it's not spoiling anything that comes right, later. Right. Right. But Simon Pegg sits up in that field and clearly sees him on the side of the plane. Yeah. So the one he opens is the cargo bay, and he's like, "Yeah, I got it." And then he sits there for like twenty seconds while Cruz is at you know ten thousand feet at yeah. this point or fifteen thousand feet, going, "You know damn well that's not the you know." Right, the, 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 door. the door he wanted open. He's right by what I think they call the para-jump door. Yeah. Uh, you knew that was the door he wanted to open. And everybody, everybody who's not there and didn't see it knows that's not the door because right. they're yelling at him. Yeah. That part drove me nuts. It's like, so you're setting Simon Pegg up to be mildly incompetent? Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't understand. Yeah. Then why would then Ethan Hunt need to, that's the first guy he reaches out to. Yeah. To do, yeah, I guess it's computer stuff, but Ving Rhames has proved that he can do the computer yeah. stuff too. So yeah. why not reach out to Ving Rhames? Well, yeah, and it, this is in, in that sequence, there's another situation where you go, like, is he superhuman? Like, because the way he flew through that door, that's a broken back. Yeah. Um, or oh, severe, like knocked out and concussed yeah, when you come back. Exactly. You're not you're not tying yourself to a shipment and jumping. Yeah, because he came in violently. He really did. Which the realism of that, I have to assume, was pretty accurate. Yeah. Just the you get sucked into that that vortex of air now, and it's like you're rushing out the back. Yeah. Um, I think they sped it up for effect, but it was still. Yeah, rough I mean to watch. the amount of force he hit the side yeah. of the plane would have incapacitated That's, anybody. I everybody. Feel like, yeah. So it was just this is one of these things that some I, I felt at times that it, it was a bit almost superheroish, and I'm just like, it's not. It's not really Ethan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's great about his character is there's, he always catches himself in these vulnerable moments where he catches himself uh, believing in someone when he shouldn't. Uh, and that's works to his advantage because it makes, it builds the tension, it builds the worry whether he's going to get out of it or not or how is he going to get out of it, you know? And so I thought a little bit of that was kind of lost with some of the stuff he was doing in the film. Uh, but, I mean, once again, I keep saying this every time we say something, ne- or we keep saying this every time we say something negative about the film. It's still a great film. We still enjoy it. Yeah, it's st- it's still enjoyable. I would like... Romantically recommend it more. For a summer movie, it's everything you want in a summer movie. It's a lot of action. There's there is some humor in there. I just don't think it succeeds. Right. It, that's what killed me with the Simon Pegg. It just... I had a ton of his comedy. Yeah. Like when uh, they go to uh, the opera house in Vienna, and he ends up needing to hack into the security cameras in there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, join IMF, travel the world, or see the world through a laptop. Right. 
in a closet. And it's just like, well, you didn't need that tag. So either close that tag off or build rule of threes. Give me a third one that's even better. Oh, I got you. And it was just kind of anticlimactic because. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just a million of those lines where it's just like they're going for humor in this scene and they're just not getting it from right. me or anybody else around me, the 200, 300 people in here. Yeah. Well, it was also fascinating the way they used the book as a computer screen. I'd, I'd never seen that. Yeah, that was cool. It was amazing, right? Yeah. It was a little... Yeah, and the one they had that and then <laughs> the lipstick and it was like, you've shown so much cool tech. Well, maybe British intelligence isn't quite high up there with their, with their tech. Bullshit, because when she sets that USB down on the paper, yeah. on his phone has something that's... Yeah, deletes the file. Deletes yeah. a file, so it's what? Sending out an EMP signal or something. Right. Uh, yeah. I love how it says deleting files yeah, so you exactly. know what's happening. Exactly. Well, you got to tell the audience. <laughs> Exposition. Uh, all right, is there anything else you want to say about the film? Anything more? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go out and see it. Yeah. Um, if you like action movies. Yeah. Like my wife walked out kind of like, yeah, you know, it's an action film. She's just yeah. kind of losing her interest in those for the most part. Every once again, I can still get her with one, but now I have Game to. Older. Well, it's one of those, like, I always ask her, do you want to see this one? Because I have to see it. Right. And more often than not, she'll say yes, because she likes movies too. Good. But, uh, yeah, action anymore. It's just kind of like, <laughs> meh. She's sliding into drama territory? Yeah, well, it just, you know, yeah. Yeah. She'd rather see something else. Right. In a film. Some something film. lighthearted and fun. Oh, okay. All right. So not necessarily the, the light, not necessarily the drama stuff. Not just old Yeah, she, anything that's like tense drama. Yeah. Not, she not just doesn't, she's just like, I come here to escape and release. <laughs> not to like feel angst or pain I or anything else. In my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas, I don't mind. I like it when a movie takes me to a dark yeah. place sometimes. Yeah. It's, uh, that's what I liked about this film. It felt like a lot of visceral fun. Like, you, you just enjoy the ride with them. Uh, they feel like, It feels like a well-oiled machine. And they work well with each other. Even the Bing Rames, uh, uh Jeremy Renner stuff, it works well. It's, they're very playful with their energies. And it works within the team. You know what I'm saying? So, this feels like it's going to be the team. Although... I think, and I think she's coming back. I think she might come back. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, to make her an integral part of the team makes total sense. She's tough. She's or she's somebody that flies in and helps them out on stuff and yeah. then flies back out. Yeah, that works too. Yeah, going back in the British. The other thing that killed me is when they go into the uh, they got to go into the water sequence. Yeah, why wouldn't they just put a big grate on the top of that hole? Because if know. anything in the world falls in there, it fucks up. Well, didn't they say like steel turns it off or yeah. steel shuts it down? But what if a massive piece of plastic falls in there? Oh, I don't know. And then it goes in, and it's going at that speed, and it's whipping around that room. It would yeah. destroy all kinds of stuff. Well, that's true. When I was watching, I was like, "Why wouldn't they just put a grate?" Like, I understand, like the metal. Sure, that makes yeah. sense. It would close it down, and yeah. but there's tons of things that aren't metal. What happened to his wife? Whose wife? Tom Cruise's wife in the film, Ethan Hunt's film. Oh, from Ethan Hunt's wife. The last film? No, he's in three. Yeah, she was in three and four. I I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Do they? They didn't even address it. No, they but, didn't bring it up at all. But they didn't. I have, thought you were bringing up something. That's like, what did I miss? And when did they bring her up in no, this film? I'm just saying, and but nobody talks about it. Nobody addresses it. And they, uh, the girl, they never make out. They never kiss. There's no kind of a. There's a. There's an, a kind of an affection, but not affection. Affection, right? Yeah. Between them. And so it's fascinating that they didn't include any of that. You know, because even in the first one, he has that. The hots for the girl who is John Voight's, John Voight's wife in the movie. Yeah. He has a special like affection for her, right? In the second one, you have Tandy Newton he has an affection for. In the third one, he's married. In the fourth one, there's a, re- there's a reference to him still being married. And then they come back to her at the, in the uh, San Francisco 
uh, fish market scene where they're outside having a beer. She's yeah. there. He's watching over her. So I don't know if he's divorced her or she's just accepted the fact that he's a secret agent and he's maybe, each other. Maybe that there's was, no conversation about since it. Since now he's watching over her, that they are separated, and he yeah. feels that she's not safe in his company. So that's interesting, man. Maybe that's just where they were gradually taking the character of he can't be a married man. Yeah, and do the things he does. Because I liked it. I liked it. I think it's a nice little twist for him, and and so it's interesting that they didn't even address it. Yeah, you know, like at all. Yeah, what does Jill think, or just, what, is, what do you tell Julie when you do these, or whatever her name is, when you're off on these missions? Like, what do you tell her now? You know, and that would have been nice to hear. Like, if he does have to say something to her when he's off on these things, you know. So, anyway, so there you go. It's a good film. Good go film. see it. Um, and if you want, like, uh, tweet at us or tweet the show at Top Ten Show at Matt Nost at The Roca Says, and let us know what you thought. Yeah, we'll be on uh, the Schmodown next week yes. on Thursday night. It's been solidified. We texted Christian and got yeah. the confirmation. Made sure on the date it is the 13th, <laughs> so we'll be on then. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, as I said on the last podcast, it, at this point, it's probably eclipsed, but we are three away from 100 yeah. on iTunes. So if three people out there that have yet to do it could, could just please just give us whatever rating you want to, but I just want to get to 100 ratings. That's all I want to do, and then I will stop with this plea every week, and I'll ju- I'll short it down to just hey, rate us and like us, right? And just be simple, cut to the chase, right? But for some reason, the benchmark in my head was a hundred, and damned if we're not going to get to a hundred, we're almost there. It's your force of power. It's your force of personality. You've got them over to a hundred, almost to a hundred. Uh, we're almost there. We're almost we are <laughs> just about there. I'm sorry. Three shots. We'll make it. Congratulate you. I well, apologize. thank you very much. <laughs> we're almost there though. So close. Don't get soft now. What was the hashtag? What was the hashtag? Which hashtag? Get the fuck, get the get the fuck up and do it, or just get up and do it. I forget what the hashtag was. We had a few weeks ago. We came up with something. Uh, all right. Well, that's our that's our uh, recap and review. Yeah. Of Mission Impossible. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Yeah. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our other top ten remake show this week. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>